Hello and welcome to this week's episode from the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I am trying to grow my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and garden. And this year we are concentrating on using Grow Your Own to beat the cost of living crisis. Just another tool in everyone's arsenal that I believe can help us all live a better life. Now I'm starting this week on Good Friday, the 17th of April 2022, and I'm at home in the garden. For us here, this has been a day off work, which has made us very, very happy, I've got to say. I do like having days off work at the moment. And... Today, particularly, the wife and I have been very, very busy. What we've been doing is working together to clear out the meadow area. Now, this was an area I sort of built last year. In 2020, it had a few shrubs and bushes there, which we cleared out. And the plan was to sow some meadow seeds and have a herb border and a few fruit trees growing in that area. Well, we did that, but it didn't really work. What seemed to happen is the, the the meadow seeds got outstripped by weed seeds. They never really looked that good. The herbs at the front, they did okay, actually, and they're still in there. We haven't dug those up, but they were just sort of hidden by the weed seeds. And then we did plant an apple tree, which unfortunately did die. So what we've done, we've completely cleared it out. We've removed the dead apple tree. We removed a holly tree that we left in there because it was very difficult to get out. We've got that out today. We've cleared away all the weeds, strimmed it all down. And all we've left is the herb plants around the front and the elder tree, which I do want to keep there. Now, this has given us quite a large area freed up, which we could be using for growing our own food. But what we've actually done is moved the chicken coop there instead. Now, at the moment, the chickens are under this lockdown, which is getting really frustrating because it's going on for so long. Unfortunately, the area they were in, they had just outstripped everything. There was nothing there for them apart from dirt. And as much as we added extra grass and weeds and anything that we could give them to to give them a bit of entertainment they were clearly just getting very very bored so I've moved them now I know I shouldn't but I've moved them and what we're hoping we're going to do is get a bigger cage for them anyway so that they have more room to roam in this area at the moment the, the cage that we have which is the Egloo Go is very good we've got to say it's very good we've got an extra meter run on it so they have two meters of space to run around in plus their living quarters but what we want to do is get a bigger cage a walking one which will fit quite nicely in this area and then that chickens have that room to roam around we'll also add some plants and stuff to keep them entertained which hopefully also might provide us with some food now this has given us a lot of compost material, which has all been chopped up with a lawnmower. And the lawnmower really has worked hard today. That and the uh, strimmer to cut everything down. Now, all this, this material that we've chopped down is compost material, the way I see it. So that's all gone into the compost bin and that will soon fill that up. So... It's been a very productive day. We've gained this extra area. In fact, where the chickens was as well, we've also gained enough space to either build another bed, which is what we will eventually do, 
But what I'm thinking of doing this year, a lot of experiments going on. If I get hold of a couple of straw bales, I'm going to give straw bale gardening a try. We interviewed a guy who invented it a couple of years ago, and I've wanted to try it since then. And I'm looking at this area right now, and I'm thinking just a couple of straw bales here would do quite well. So, yeah, that, that this Friday we have achieved a lot. We've given ourselves more growing space. We've given the chickens more space. And... I feel like our garden is coming on. Now, I'm going to sow some saddle leaves in just a moment and I want to talk to you about successional sowing while I do that. So after the birds, come back and join me at the potting bench. Well, I'm at my potting bench in the patio garden now. It's just somewhere where it's nice and sunny, so I quite like it here. What I'm going to be doing is sowing some saddled leaves. But what I'm doing is I want to talk to you about a method of gardening called successional sowing. Now, this is a way that I found that I've managed to use to maintain certainly saddled leaves all year round, but also other crops. It's particularly good with carrots, beetroot, spinach, radish, basically any quick growing crops that you're using quite large numbers and what we basically, the simplest way really is that we sow a few seeds now and we'll sow again in a few weeks time and then again in a few weeks time and so on. I find if we do it in three week instances for salad leaves certainly, by the time that the first sowing has started to show, we're sowing the next lot and by the time we're harvesting the first lot we're starting the second lot is starting to show so that's when we would start to sow the third lot and by the time the first lot is finished the next lot of crops is ready to use so we're never out of salad leaves by using this method like i say it also applies to carrots and beetroot which is something else we like to sow now today i am actually sowing a variety of seeds called the oriental salad leaves these are particularly nice they've got a mix of lettuce and mizuna and various other things in them i'm doing it because it is still a little bit cool at this time of year these oriental salad leaves can be a pretty cool loving plant but there's a quite a wide variety of salad leaves that we can do this with. Like I say, I do this all year round with a good mix of lettuce and, and kale and other various salad leaves. So, first batch I'm sowing, I'm going to be sowing four sets today. First batch I'm sowing is in a small container. This is about two and a half centimetres deep. Uh, about five centimetres long and four centimetres wide. It's basically a uh, container that my dog food comes in. And this is going in the windowsill garden. I filled it up with a bit of compost. I'm just going to scatter a few seeds over the top. And that's it, done. Reason I'm using these containers, they fit nicely on the windowsill. They've not cost me anything, they're a free item. And secondly, when these salad leaves are finished, I can just simply empty them out. For the balcony garden, I've got a, a rectangular trough. Now, I've got several of these that I'm going to be using over the coming weeks. And again, I filled this up with compost. And it's this one is a bit deeper. It's about five centimetres deep, about six centimetres wide, but probably about 60 centimetres long. So it's quite a long one. Again, I'm just going to scatter the seeds over the top. 
once I open this packet. And that'll be it set up ready to go. I'll give them a good watering when I'm finished. Reason I'm using the trough is that when these are, are finished with, I simply try and remove as much of the, the plant material I can get. Probably scratch off about an inch of the top of the compost. And then I'll just add a bit more compost to the top before sowing some more. That way I'm not having to buy more and more compost in all the time in order to add to these particular areas. It's the same with the patio garden. Again, that trough is a bit bigger. Same sort of thing as the balcony garden, but just a bigger trough. So that means we can use more plants, get more plants out of it, but should also get bigger and better and longer crops in theory. I always try and fit my crops in the biggest pot that I can fit them in. Reason being, they tend to hold on to more water and therefore they don't dry out or need as much care. Anyway, that has got these seeds sown in these three areas. The windowsill garden, the patio garden and the balcony garden. Now, what I'm going to do is pop these in their respective areas. But now I want to go into the veg garden. So over in the veg garden... What I've got here is just a normal bed. It's filled with compost, that I've homemade compost, but it basically it's in contact with the earth, so it tends to hold on to its moisture quite well. What I'm going to do, I've got a line set up with a bit of string that I'm just going to use to get the back of a hoe and just mark out a little drill in the ground, a little indentation in the ground, into which I'm going to scatter some seeds. I'll then backfill this and water. Then in a few weeks time I will do exactly the same again and just keep moving it down and along. So what I've always got to do is think ahead as well. It's not a case that I can just leave these, um, this area and wait for something to come available. I've got to think in three weeks time that area there is going to be clear. It's easier than it thinks once you get into the habit of doing it. Where I usually grow my salad leaves is in my veggie pot. Unfortunately, the veggie pot is going to go in the patio garden, but unfortunately, I just can't move that at the moment. So we're waiting for that, and that's why I haven't put the veggie pot in use. Now, on the allotment, we'll be doing the same with carrots and beetroot. And in fact, in the veg garden as well, carrots and beetroot will be going into this same bed as well. So basically, the, the moral of the story is, as I say, every few weeks, we sow a new batch of seeds, and that helps us keep going and keeps us with crops all year round it's incredibly easy to do and it's not complicated at all so that's why i really like this method of gardening in order to keep crops coming all year round now if anybody else grows anything successionally or if you have any crops that you grow all year round using a similar method please do let me know and i'd love to find out it's richard at veggrowpodcast.co.uk right let's get back to the gardening It is Sunday the 17th of April 2022 today and I'm down on the allotment. It's been a good day on the allotment, another really lovely day. We've been very lucky with the weather this weekend. Now I've come down on the allotment to have a bit of a tidy up ready for next weekend. Next weekend it's my birthday on a Saturday and providing the weather's good, we're having a bit of a, an allotment party, I think we're going to call it. Basically, friends, family are going to come down and visit me and how, basically going to get them to do a bit of weeding while they're down here. Just as a way of, well, I want to spend a good day on the allotment, get everything done, get the greenhouse set up and ready to go. Um, 
well get a greenhouse growing really and also make room for this new greenhouse I'm getting so yeah today was a bit of a tidy up and get it ready for that now I've got to admit I've been really impressed with my overwintering onions today I'm looking at them right now and I can see some of them are really looking good nice and big the garlic, however, is starting to go yellow on the end of the tips. And I think I mentioned this last week, actually. So I'm going to have to think about getting some Epsom salts in here to tidy those up. Apple trees are in full blossom and looking absolutely lovely. Hopefully we're going to get a lot of apples off this tree this year because uh, it's going to be really, really good. Now, what have I really been doing? As I said, bit of a tidy up, strimmer out, lawnmower out, chopped up all the grass, used the grass as a mulch on the shallots, which brings me up to something I'm going to be discussing in just a moment. Harvested a few more leeks. Leeks have been growing really well over the winter, actually. I've usually got them out by now, but I've left them this year for some weird reason and I don't really know why but they have got bigger and bigger I, I don't know how long these leeks are going to last so I'm probably going to have to get them out, out next weekend but I'm happy with what I'm seeing so far now one area that I've been particularly clearing out a lot of weeds today was the asparagus bed and I did use a seaweed mulch on this asparagus bed over the winter and I've got to say that seems to have worked. But what I'm also seeing, I've cleared out quite a few weeds, but I am also seeing there's lots of little asparagus spears starting to show themselves. So yeah, very, very soon we're going to start harvesting some asparagus and that's always something that I really look forward to eating. And what this also means, we're harvesting rhubarb, getting rhubarb coming, asparagus, we could get some onions with leeks. You know, this is a period that they call a hungry gap because there's not much food available. This year, it feels like I've got plenty of food available for us. Now, I've mentioned mulches, and that is because I want to talk a little bit about mulches that we can use that cost nothing. <laughs> And when it comes to mulches, I've got to admit, I arrived late to the party. I didn't really get into mulching until just a few years ago. But once I started using mulches, my God, did I see the improvements. And I, since then, I mulch as much as I possibly can. I absolutely swear by it. What I found is that by mulching, we of course get less weeds. We get better crops because there's less water lost to evaporation, more water staying in the soil, which means better plants. So since I've used mulches, I'm not going back. I use mulches as much as I possibly can. The trouble is they can actually get quite expensive. So I thought I'd go for you a few of the free mulches that I use, but also a couple of mulches that do cost money, but are also pretty good. Now, the first one that I have on this list is seaweed, which living close to the coast, I am able to get quite easily. We take a walk with the dog down on the beach. I'll take a bag along, fill it up with some seaweed, and there we go. I actually had a question about seaweed because I've said that I've been using the seaweed on my asparagus bed. And the question was, do I just lay it straight on? Now, when it comes to asparagus, yes, I do just lay it straight on the bed. Not too worried about the salt content because asparagus is actually a, a coastal plant, so it can tolerate a little bit of salt. 
In other areas, if I was to use seaweed as a mulch, say on potatoes or around tomatoes or something, I would probably just wash it out a bit in fresh water just to get rid of some of that salt so it doesn't kill off any of my plants. What I have found on my asparagus bed, as you heard just now, I've noticed the mulch there has worked quite well. We have had a few weeds pop up, but they've pulled out quite easily. But the asparagus itself is actually looking really good, really strong plants and spears popping up quite early. And I think we are going to get a really good crop of asparagus this year based on what I'm seeing so far through using this seaweed mulch. Now, cardboard is another mulch that I use a lot, and it's not strictly a mulch, but what I find with cardboard, I either lay it down on the ground and then pile compost on top, or in areas where I'm not using, I've actually just laid a thick layer of cardboard down and not put anything on it other than bricks just to make sure it doesn't blow off. And I found that is really good at suppressing weeds and also very good at holding on to moisture underneath. Now, what I'm planning to do next week when I've got people helping me on the allotment, underneath my fruit plants, my currant bushes and my gooseberry bushes, we're going to stream down that area, get the grass really low, and then we're just going to lay loads of cardboard down on there, weigh it down with a few bricks, and that should help reduce those weeds down and retain a lot of moisture. That will be there for a year. It, it does actually last quite a long time. I was very surprised with how long the cardboard has lasted when I've just placed it directly on top of the soil. I expected it to deteriorate quite quickly, but no, it's been there nearly a year now and it's still in pretty good condition. Now, I did just mention compost, which is another mulch. And the good thing about compost is that it is free to get hold of it, especially as it's just from waste material. I find that we do need compost in large quantities, so I don't tend to use it as a mulch throughout the growing season. What I like to do is throw it on the soil as my no-dig gardening and around the plants when they need a bit of nutrition, but that's more to get nutrition in. It does suppress a bit of the weeds, but of course weeds will regrow as well. But it does work. It is a very good one. But more importantly, it's good at getting nutrition into the ground and encouraging worms in as well. So don't poo-poo compost. If you can make it in large quantities, then throw it down as a mulch as well. Now, my favourite free mulch that I I use a lot of is grass clippings. Every time I cut the grass either at home or on the allotment, those grass clippings get placed onto the beds to suppress the weeds, retain the moisture, and it is absolutely phenomenal. I've compared it to straw and wood chip and other mulches, and I found grass to actually work one of the best. It suppresses a lot of the weeds. It does hold on to the moisture, but best of all, it's free and unavailable in large quantities. Over these next couple of months, I will be cutting the grass areas a lot. And that's going to provide us with lots and lots of grass clippings. And that, placed on top of my bed, so I've already got stuff growing, will just get it off to a really good start and start retaining and holding on to some of that water as it gets hotter and hotter. Now, one other mulch that I have been able to get for free before but it's not so easy to get hold of is wood chippings. It 
didn't suppress the weeds so well, but it did hold on to the moisture. And that has made it great, I find, for parts. But it's getting hold of it for free that I find difficult with wood chippings. If you do know a gardener that cuts down a lot of trees, they might be able to deliver you some wood chippings. I know there's a few in our area that I've yet to get a hold of and, and have a chat and see if we can get hold of some mulches. Now, a couple of mulches that I have tried that I've had to buy in... One that I've heard a lot of good things about is strulch. And I bought a bag of strulch for about £9 earlier this year, back in about January, February time. Placed this around my onions and my garlic. And as you heard just now, the onions are doing really well on the allotment. They are looking really good. They are looking really big. It was very easy to apply, just scatter this around the plants and, and left it to do its thing. But weeds are now starting to show. They're going to be easy to pull out, so I'll just pull those out and throw them into the compost. But that probably means it needs another reapplying. I'm probably not going to go and buy another bag of strulch. The fact that two beds for £9 every three months would mean it'll cost me oh, probably nearly £300 to do the entire allotment all year round. So I don't really want to spend that much money on it. But it does work. The only downside that I found was that it did have quite a farmyard smell when I first applied it. On allotment, that's not a problem. But if it was at home in the patio or the uh, balcony garden particularly, I don't think anybody is going to tolerate that smell. So that's where the second brought-in mulch might come into use. And this is called Easy Mulch. I bought this last year at a show. But I have absolutely loved this stuff. What it is, is a compressed straw pellet. You place on top of pots, add some water. It swells up and breaks down and creates this real good, fine mulch. Now, I used it on my blueberry plant last year just to see how it got on. It did need reapplying after six months, not in quite the same quantities. But that bag that I brought last year is still pretty full. And I've started using it on more and more of our plants. And... I really like it. I've got to say, I would definitely be buying more of this, particularly in the patio garden or the balcony garden, because those are two places where people are not going to be able to have access to grass clippings as easily. So the straw pellets, this easy mulch is probably my next best bet, I would say. It doesn't smell of anything. It's easy to use. It seems to last and it does a really good job, and I absolutely love this stuff. So that is uh, a few of our free mulches that are available to everybody, I hope. If anybody has a mulch that they have found, that they've used, then please do let me know as well. Right, back to the gardening. Well, mulches are certainly a way forward, I find, anyway. Today is Monday the 18th of April 2022 and I've had another day off work being a bank holiday here in the UK and that has meant <laughs> my wife and I have really done wonders on our front garden. Now the front garden is somewhere I've wanted to grow a bit of food in the past before but <laughs> we have three vehicles my work van, my camper van and the wife's car. And the driveway is kind of what we would mainly use our front garden for. But we did have some privet bushes and other bushes around the edges. Well, those privet bushes have mostly been ripped out today. Wife and I got out there with a chainsaw and hackers and just cut 
everything back everything back as much as we possibly could unfortunately the ground is absolutely solid there because it's under stones it doesn't get much rain it's been compacted over the years so trying to dig out the roots is going to be a real challenge so what I'm hoping to do on all the bushes is I just stop any leaves or any branches from growing by constantly cutting it and hopefully that will kill off any roots whether it works or not it's something we're going to see but the main reason we're doing this is that what we want to start doing is having some fruit bushes out the front. And th now we've cleared that space, that's certainly going to be a possibility. So what, what fruit bushes have I got that I can pot out the front? Gooseberry. We've got a couple of gooseberry bushes in pots that need potting up. They get quite big, they get quite prickly, but I think they will do quite well out there. We've also got a black currant bush which is in a pot currently. We'll put that into a bigger pot and we'll get that out the front. And then we've also got a justerberry which I think will do quite well out there. Now these are just for starters. There's going to be more going out in the front garden as we go on. My biggest concern of course is that they might get stolen. So we're going to look at getting big pots, really heavy pots that mean that nobody will steal them. This is something we're going to find out as we go on throughout this year and uh, as always I invite you to join me on the journey. Now that has left us with a lot more compost material that I've got chopped down throughout this week and it's going to take a lot of chopping down to get it done but uh, it's going to be fun like I say it's a constant thing and something we always tackle. I've also, out in the back garden, I have been pricking out and potting up a lot of plants. This is something I really enjoy doing, especially when it's sunny like it has been today. I just sit on my table, coffee on, podcasts playing, prick out a lot of plants, pot up some tomatoes. My tomatoes are actually getting really big now. I think it's not going to be long before they need to go out, and I don't think the weather's going to be on our side for another few weeks, so it's going to be touch and go whether we get there or not but like I say it's always fun well that brings this week's podcast up to an end for this week we'll be back again next time but if you want to get in touch it's richard at the veg grower podcast is my email address if you want to visit the website the you can leave a comment or you can leave a voicemail now, more importantly, if you've enjoyed this podcast and it's been of some use to you, then perhaps you would consider becoming a member of my supporters club. For this, I charge £5 a month and for that you get extra podcasts each week plus a collection of seeds sent to your door every month that can be sown that very month. It's well worth it, in my opinion, and more importantly, it helps me keep the podcast going and that's really important to me. Finally, of course, you can find me on social media. Give us a like and a subscribe and all that sort of thing. Just search for the Veg Grow podcast. Until next time, please take care. Mm -hmm.